Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. You know, there's been a lot of uh, upheaval in the markets recently, and I know that all of our listeners are super conscious not only of the businesses and your your revenue and sales, but also your personal perspective of all this that's happened in the market and happened with the virus and happened with the business disruption. And I've got a special guest with me today. His name is Mark Cade. He's from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's been a friend of mine. In fact, we we did a podcast probably a year ago where we talked about personal financial planning. And I wanted to have him on because he has, a, I think, a very unique framework that we're going to make available to you. We're going to share this with you and even put in the show notes uh, a document that you can download as you listen to this, but you don't need the document to hear this. You can. Uh, we're going to go through a framework that he's created. So, Mark, welcome to the podcast. I'm glad you're on today. So, here's uh, we, we've been through. We're, we're recording this on uh, the third Tuesday in March, or is this the? Fourth? We're recording this on the fourth Tuesday in March and releasing it. And so, we've been through a little bit of the drop of the stock market. And we've also been through a little bit of the rise. By the time this is recorded, we have no idea, but it really doesn't matter. So why don't you maybe start with a couple of minute rant on just your perspective of all the movement in markets and the economy and just give us a couple of minutes on your perspective of the whole thing. Sure. You need to understand as, as an investor or owner of a small business that all things are cyclical Life as life is cyclical, and if you hear birds in the background, uh, that's also cyclical. But no, the bottom line is you need to understand that. And there's a couple fundamental things you have to remember. Number one is the market's going to go back up. It will. It always has. Number two, it's not the end of the world. And, and we're going to talk about that in this diagram that I've created for my clients. And, and number three is you didn't lose any money yet because you haven't sold it. And those are all cliches, but they're really relevant now. So as you're looking at your business or your portfolio and saying, this is ugly, well, it is ugly. But also, sometimes ugly is good. And out of all this, right now the market is totally driven by fear. Fear from the media, fear from your friends, fear from acquaintances, and of course you're six feet apart now, so you, you know you can control that fear a little bit and just turn around and walk away. But, but right now it's, it's, it's dominated by fear. So the market may be oversold right now, the school's out on that, but bottom line is it, it's, it's, it is a fact of nature. And you can go back over 100 years and you can go through, I've shared with Bill a chart, and I'll just interject a little bit of it, uh, the, since 1980, there have been 12 incidents similar to this, H1N1, various Mars, various issues. And out of the six months from the period when it was declared, 
the market average return, the average return on the, last, on the six months after the S&P 500, which is a good market indicator, had indicated that it, was a little, it returned a little over 8% after the event was declared and with only one down period of time. And in the 12 months following the S&P 500, the, excuse me, the declaration of the virus or whatever, the market averaged a little over 11%. So that gives you a little perspective. And there, in the first six months, there was one period where the market was down after the six months. And in the second period, after the 12 months, there were two markets that were down, but they still averaged or annualized those numbers. So what all that's saying to you is what I said earlier, that it will come back. And it's what how you control that emotion now and that's what this is about. I've created a, a, a schematic, and I've asked Bill to define it because if he can do it, then then he's got it, and then and this is what you're going to get. So let's talk about the framework. Well, is there a name for this uh, document? Investment Hole. It's the Investment Hole, H-O-L-E. Okay. So if you can download the document, it's very simple. It's one page. It's got Mark's uh, name and email at the bottom in case you want to reach out to him personally, but that's not the purpose of this, although you can. Um, if you'll just take, if you're listening to this, take a eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper, put it landscape, put it sideways. Down the left-hand column, put the, can I say what the words are? The H-O-L-E. The H stands for hold. The O stands for opportunity. The L stands for liquidate. And E is for evaluate. Those are your those are your rows. Across the top, the three columns are you, your advisor, and small business owner. So you'll have to put yourself. Well, we'll go ahead. So that those are the there's a four times there's twelve blocks basically, and go ahead and walk us through how one would look at this and and fill it out. So your first side is you. And it's how you respond or how you feel about this. So based on your business and or investments, do you hold? Do you stay the course? Do you just continue with your system of what your discipline, I'm assuming, I hope you have one, of investing. And so you just stay with that and hold. No, it's not pretty and your statements are not going to be pretty for a while. But that's what you're going to do. You're going to hold. And the second, and then as you or do you consider this an opportunity? What I mean by that is, do you add more money into your investments? Do you sell something that basically has broken even to liquidate, to go to cash, to say, I can, I can see this is going to be, there are certain companies out there right now that are doing very well. I'm not going to mention them, but they're going to do well under this economy. And then the third is, is the liquidate, and that's where people become overwhelmed and they do liquidate. And the problem with liquidating, and I'll just say this now so you'll know it, you have to be right twice. Once when you sell is at the bottom, and when do you get back in? I've had some investors that force me to liquidate at the wrong time, and then they bought at the wrong time. And that's, it's, it's destroyed their portfolio, and that's not what they should be doing, but they did it because of their fear. The E stands for evaluate. You reevaluate your risk parameters based on where you are now because we've had a great market. You could use a dartboard for the most part and have a pretty good stock selection or fund selection or ETF exchange traded fund selection. So now you want to reevaluate that and create your discipline if it's not been created going forward in this market. It may be a short term discipline, but you can make that evaluation. So the first segment Bill talked about is what you would do. The next one 
on the top, I put advisor, and it's not what basically what your advisor would do or should do. It's what you're now the advisor. Now, what do you tell your clients? And you use the same four quadrants of a whole. So do you tell them to hold? Again, you go down those parameters. So you decide, you answer because you're the advisor now. So the purpose of having the advisor column is so you can get out of your own, get out of yourself and say, okay, I'm going to remove my emotion from it. And I'm now an advisor. I'm making an unbiased recommendation. If, if I was my client, what would I tell? Correct. And you compare those answers because they may be different. You may sit there and say, I'm a, I want to hold here. But if I'm an advisor, I know this is, I should reevaluate everything or evaluate everything. So that's what you do. And then the third column is really important, especially if you're a small business or a business owner, is what you would do as a small business owner. One, would you stay with the business where you are? Would you keep doing what you're doing? Same model, same products, same services, just everything's the same. Yeah. For instance, if you're a restaurant owner, you've, you've had to shut down. You're now doing carry out. So how long can you sustain that under the hold scenario? The next one is, is this an opportunity? Where, where do you need to go? Where do you need to look for to create revenue or investment or whatever to go and, and think through that? Think outside the business a little bit because things are changing. Our lives are changing again like it did after 9-11. And our lives are going to change again. The L is do you liquidate the business? And we've been reading, there are a lot of business people that cannot stay or sustain in their business. And my only concern for them is if they can't handle a two to four month downturn in their cash flow, then one, they shouldn't have been in business. And that's, and that's sad, but that's where we are. And it's the same thing as an investor. If you can't sustain a short period of time, and it goes back to, and again, it's another cliche of investing, another cliche, but that is to have at least a 90 day cash flow or a line of credit or a home equity line of credit because this is when you may need it for the short term and then of course evaluate is reevaluate everything you're what you're doing and how you maybe you could change your business brand to fit this economy going forward yeah i've been saying for uh, the last couple of weeks that when we come out of this and i i, I don't think it's going to be a switch i think it's going to be a reestat where things start we start to ease back to where we were you're going to have to get your messaging right. If you're in a business where you are either a business building service or a profit building service, in other words, business building is you help companies create more revenue, profit building is you help them reduce expenses and build profit, those two messages are going to ring really loudly over the next six months to a year because there'll be some wreckage. There will be some wreckage. And if you're in the business of helping other companies grow their practice or their business, you are going to be golden, but only if you position yourself that way. Because if you go out to the market and start talking about how great your products are, nobody's going to buy them. But if you position yourself as, look, these products can help you grow your business back, that's when you're going to make hay. That's the gist of it, Bill. But the point of this is to sit down and think and create and innovate what we're doing, whether it's a small business or what stocks or what funds, where do I need to go? And do I need to change my risk model if you have one, uh, and, as you should? And then, and then go from there and think through this. And it's not a 10-minute exercise. I mean, marking that chart is, but come back to it and rethink and take some time to rethink about what you're doing. I would introduce this to five clients, and they all understood. All their answers were different. I got some 
great answers. In fact, I've got some great input from them on what to do. And I'm not going to tell you their answers yet, unless Bill wants me to, but the bottom line is it made them think. Now, we've talked about risk. That's in every meeting. We've talked about risk. And, and, and re, you know, the more risk you take, the more return you're going to make. Well, that's, again, a, a cliche in our industry. But the bottom line is, so how do you feel about risk? And, and this will help you formulate that in your mind to help develop your risk, uh, quantify your risk in some capacity. So this is not only a tool for investment strategy in the times that we're in, it's also a tool for a business, for your business strategy. So when I saw opportunity there, I thought, well, that's really good because there are opportunities that'll present themselves from this. In other words, like we're all virtual right now. We've been virtual for the last seven or eight years, not 100%, but probably 70%. A lot of online programs, a lot of virtual learning. So for me to go even more all in on virtual is really not a big deal. But if somebody is not used to being virtual and you know that's how they're going to have to operate, that to me is an opportunity because some businesses won't be able to do it. Some people can't even figure out how to use a webinar software. They can't figure out how they don't even want to spend 25 bucks a month on Zoom. And I'm not shilling for Zoom here, but we happen to use it. We love the product. But the point there is that not only should you look at this for your investments, but also for your own opportunity. Like, is there an opportunity right now to build your brand, to build your personal brand in a a more intentional, powerful way? How do you promote your business? A lot of companies don't even promote their business. I was, uh, and then I'll shut up, but I was... Sullivan Steakhouse is a um, uh, upscale restaurant here in town, steak place. They happen to have my email. I get an email from them every day talking about their special for the day. It's all carry out, but they have steak for, they have a three course meal for five people for a hundred bucks. That restaurant had an email list. If you're a restaurant, I know we don't have a lot of restaurateurs listening, but if you have a restaurant and you don't have an email list of your customers, how can you even communicate with them? And I bet you Sullivan's business is not all that far off. It probably is a little bit, but they've snatched opportunity from the threat. And they said, we've got to communicate with our customers. We've got to come up with products, got to come up with photos. They have awesome photos. But if you're in a business where you don't have the email addresses of your customers, shame on you. This is the time where you need that. I got an interesting email yesterday. Uh, We deal with wholesalers. They're mutual fund wholesalers. The email started out, hope you're doing fine all the good amenities that you would, you would say. And then he said, I want to talk to you for 15 minutes. For me to talk with you for 15 minutes on some opportunities, I'm going to give you a, basically a gift certificate at a restaurant of your choice. And, he, and you tell me you know, what restaurant and I'll send you a certificate or whatever to talk and so you and your family can have dinner at home. And, and for that, then I talked to him for 15 minutes. Now, I, this is a good friend of mine. I would talk to him without that. In fact, I'll tell him that. But I thought that's pretty unique. But that's the idea is he came up with this idea to communicate with people that he may not be able to communicate with. And the key word there is opportunity. So if you're listening to this and you haven't downloaded it and you just want to go through it, think about it from your investment. Think about it from your business. Mark, uh, any final words on just how do we hold the proper perspective over the next few months? We don't know when this is going to be, quote, over, unquote. Could be a year and a half, could be three months, could be Easter. We don't know. But how would you 
coach people to kind of keep the right perspective on all of this happening? That's a good question. Well, first of all, I'm excited, as I am every day, and that, that creates some excitement because we've created this stimulation of energy mentally not being down on where we are and where the world is now. I read a great book just recently, and a fascinating book. I don't want to refer it, but one of the chapters in the book talks about choose to be happy. And in that, well, it was about Anne Frank. And she chose to be happy, and we all know her circumstances, which we're not in. Choosing to be happy, and to me, that, that opened up my mind. And then, of course, going into this period of time, I, I choose to be happy. And so, yes, it's not pretty. It's not ugly, but neither is winter. It's not pretty unless you really want it to be pretty, but we're going to get spring. And that's the hope that's there because there's so much opportunity. As soon as you said spring, the birds started <laughs> yeah. to chirp. Did you notice that? That's beautiful. On time, you've, you've got it. We're sitting back here in Mark's backyard in front of a fireplace. It's not lit because it's a little bit too warm, but it's 65 degrees. The birds are out. Spring is here. And uh, I, I like that. It's not the circumstances that face that we're faced with. It's how we handle them and how we think about them. And I, I like this tool because it kind of allows you to step back and look at your business life and your investment life in a, in a whole different way. And I, I really appreciate you doing this. Mark Cade, you're going to be, uh, your email address will be on this document. And if anybody wants to talk to Mark, you can reach out via email. Mark, thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. It's been really you're helpful. Welcome. Thank you. You're welcome.